I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD. Episode 184 of the podcast tonight. I am your host, Rob Carbone. Hope everybody is doing well. It is a... uh, Shit, don't even know what day it is right now. (laughs) I've been so busy. Um, It is a Monday night, question mark. No, is it Tuesday? No, it's Tuesday night. I'm sorry. It is Tuesday night as I speak, November 24th. Um, Gosh, I'm all over the place. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, yes, I am your host, Rob Carbone, and you, you are listening to BD4, um, BD4, sponsored by Anchor, BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, so, you know, it's been kind of a quiet last couple of nights for the Knicks. Um, one thing maybe happened with... You know the hiring of uh, a certain assistant coach, who we're going to talk about in a second, and and I guess we'll also go over a couple of rumors. But um, Thanksgiving is coming up. That's good. There was a DraftKings, um, what do you call it? like a bonus thing, an odds boost, I think, of uh, plus one hundred to uh, for any team, the Steelers or Ravens, uh, to score a touchdown. So that's. Easy fucking bet. Uh, I think the max you could have put down was 25, so why not? So you put down 25, you win 25, and, and you know, if, if any team scores the touchdown, which easy win. So I did that. <laughs> There's probably a couple things. It's going to be a good game. Steelers-Ravens is always fun, but Steelers are what? 6-0? and No, they're, they, they're fucking more than that. 10-0. and Sorry, they're 10-0, and right? And... So they're looking for their 11th win. Fuck. They've been dominant, man. Um, so that's going to be fun. The NBA is, again, the, the free agency is kind of uh, dwindling down. There's no big names left. Uh, you know, the only rumors you're hearing right now are trade rumors. And, you know, that always goes on. But who knows what's to come of it. Um, and so with the Knicks, we're going to get into, again, the the. Darren Ehrman hiring um, assistant coach, and then we'll talk about some trade rumors that have floated around. But I don't take these too—I don't take these rumors too serious, being that um, these are about getting a point guard who we're going to talk about a couple of point guards, and you know, being that we signed Alfred Payton back, uh, I don't take these rumors too serious. You know, I take this as just you know nonsensical hearsay. So we'll get into that and. Um, we're going to take our quick, uh, our first break, quick little break, and then once we get back, I, I guess we'll um, dive right into it. But, um, yeah, I'm still waiting for the fucking Yankees to do shit. You know, to sign DJ LeMay. First of all, got to sign DJ LeMayu back. That's being, you know, that, that's been going on forever. Um, didn't expect him to sign the qualifying offer again. That's a universal no from every, for most star players. Um, but I'm waiting for the legitimate offer to come. It's kind of bothering me that it hasn't came yet, but nobody's really done anything in baseball. The market's been slow, obviously with COVID. So 
you know, that'll be that for, for the time being. Um, but Jesus, can we just, just fucking sign DJ and then hopefully get a, you know, another contact bat in that lineup. That'd be nice. Michael Brantley, <clears throat> um, and, and, and some fucking starting pitching would be good too, because after Garrett Cole, it is a giant fucking question mark. So fuck that. I'm not even going to get into that. As soon as I start talking Yankees, I somehow get more heated than I do with talking Knicks. And that shouldn't be. I know that. But I think it's more of an expectations thing. You know, with the Knicks, you have an expectation of being dog shit. So you know nothing good's going to happen. But with the Yankees, you have at least high, super high World Series um, standards. So I guess that's why it is. All right. Let's head to break and we'll get right into the swing of things when we... Get um when we get back, BRB. Hey guys, just a just quick a reminder that if you haven't followed, followed me on social, social media, media yet, or subscribe to the blog or this podcast, just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, so <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it's been yeah, it's been fairly quiet. Again, there's nothing really spectacular going on or nothing crazy um, in terms of the Knicks and everything like that. But uh, I do want to touch on a few things because, you know, <laughs> regardless of the noise, i um, going to keep this pod going, man. I want to keep you guys updated with the news. Uh, for those of you who do listen in and, and watch and whatever and whatnot, um, thank you for it. And again, you're listening to BD4. We are on plenty of platforms. We are on you know, iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, you can watch us on YouTube and so many more platforms. Wherever you wherever you get your podcast, we are likely there. So just go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect, and that'll take you to a page that displays all my information. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, as for the next man, again, quiet, but um, <laughs> um, I think it was yesterday. Or was it earlier today? My memory's all fogged up right now. But they hired Darren Ehrman, and I hope I'm saying that correctly, as uh, an, an assistant coach. Um, so I did a little research, read up about him, and it seems like it's another good hire. It seems like the Knicks are continuing to get guys from um, competently ran franchises, right, um, in that front office and in that coaching staff. So that's a plus. Um, now, Ehrman coached in the Boston G League this past season in 2020 uh, for the Maine Red Claws. Um, before that, he was an assistant coach in New Orleans for the Pelicans for four years. Um, if you go all the way back to 08, he won his first championship with the Boston Celtics, and Tom Thibodeau was on that squad um, as an assistant as well. So I think that's probably why he's hired here. He's got connections with Tibbs and um so, you know, the Knicks have made a, a lot of hirings like that, right, with connections, um, whether that be CAA ties or Kentucky ties, obviously with Kenny Payne. They've got a bunch of guys uh, from Kentucky on the squad now, too, um, players. Um, so, yeah, he's Darren Ehrman, and he, he looks like he's going to be something, you know, that, that has a – someone that has a defensive mindset. From what I hear, he's – more of a defensive guru. Um, so 
that would help with obviously the front court, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, RJ Barrett, you know, guys who struggle defensively, Mitch with the discipline at times, um, Toppin, you know, all the, all day defensively and Barrett, um, though he's, he showed flashes of being a decent defender, um, was still negative, um, when you look at the defensive, uh, metrics or you just watch him he wasn't great defensively last season either so hopefully he could help there um and that's that with darren ehrman i'm hope i again i hope i say that right <laughs> but um that's you know that's really the only thing that's gone on <laughs> lately um but there is you know a i don't know rumor it's more just like i've been reading a couple of blogs <laughs> fucking shit i've been reading a couple of blogs and um fucking it's more just like i i guess uh suggestions of what the knicks should do in term as opposed to rumors so um <laughs> my fucking voice i've never fucking had voice cracks that bad that was a bad one my voice cracks a ton i don't care but that shit was fucking awful um, anywho, <laughs> um, lost my train of thought because of that shit. <laughs> it was fucking pathetic. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's been a rumor, um, that the Knicks, again, not really a rumor, but just some suge- suggestions that I've read from a couple of blogs and, um, and stuff like that. But I've heard people talking about it too, all over, um, that the Knicks should trade for a point guard. Um, now the point guard situation, I don't think, I think they're done with it for now. You know, I think what they did signing Randall back is the end. I think that's the reason they signed. I said Randall, didn't I? Peyton. I think the reason they re-signed Alfred Peyton to a new deal, um, you know, was so he can be their point guard in 2020. So uh, I'm expecting him to be there as the starter, and I'm expecting DSJ and Frank to be the two backups for the time being. So I don't expect the Knicks to make any trades. So really, what we're about to get into is kind of pointless if you side with me that that you don't expect them to make any more deals but again for the sake of being bored and for the sake of of just finding something to talk about uh, we're going to get into it um so eric bledsoe uh, new orleans uh just traded to new orleans he was fucking with milwaukee for a while and he had a good you know run there but they just swung a deal for him so maybe you're thinking the pelicans you know with the crowded backcourt they just drafted Lewis Jr., who obviously they're looking for him to make an impact at the point guard position because he's too small to play shooting guard. And again, you drafted him in the lottery. He's obviously expected to be a big part of your future. So you have Lewis Jr., um, you have Bledsoe, you have Lonzo Ball, you have uh, Josh Hart, and you have J.J. Redick. Okay, so you've got a couple of guys in the backcourt. Um, so maybe they're looking to clear some some roster spots and. And, you know, kind of get Bledsoe's contract out of there because they're looking to spend in the future. Um, you know, try to try to clear some cap. And I know they just inked Ingram to a major extension. He signed there for five years um, and he's going to be paid $158 million for the next five years. That's like an AAV of $32 million. Um, So that's a chunky deal. But you look forward and you've got Lonzo Ball and I think Josh Hart also eligible for extension next season um 
and then the season after that is when Zion Williamson is eligible. So you're expecting, you know, the Pelicans, if they want to retain these guys, to spend big. So right now they might be, David Griffin might be looking to, again, shed some pay, shed some payroll and fucking, you know, maybe he could swing a deal, send Bloodsell to the Knicks, and we'll see what happens, right? Um, for the Knicks, it's a stopgap move, right? But... Again, it's better than Peyton. It makes the Knicks competitive for the time being until you figure out what you want to do long term at the point guard position. Um, you know, he's a veteran with experience. He's been around the game. He knows the game well. He can play the point guard. Um, you know, and unlike uh, Westbrook, who has obviously also been in rumors, um, somebody like Bledsoe won't overhaul your roster, or he won't cause you to, you know, use all your finances and limit you financially. You know, he, his deal is, I think he's got three years left on it, um, being paid under $17 million in 2021, 18 in 2022, and only four of the $19 million in 2023 is guaranteed, which he'll be 33 by the end of that contract. So it's not the worst contract to pay for. Uh, the Knicks would have to match salaries and make this thing work, obviously, but, um, you know, if, if the Pelicans want to shed some payroll and... If the Knicks are willing to take on that contract, maybe they send us Bledsoe and we send them, you know, uh, one of our many, many picks that we have now, um, which has been smart, what Leon Rose has been doing. Um, maybe we send him a Dallas pick, you know, one of the first round picks or maybe two of our 2023 picks, plus a young player, right, like a Knox or a DSA. I don't know. But, you know, David Griffin does like his draft picks. He's been stockpiling just like we've been. So maybe it's something we can work out and Bledsoe, again, he's a good all-around point guard, good player. You know, uh, and, and Tibbs alluded to this earlier in the offseason, talking about how he, you know, he likes uh, those kind of all-around point guards. So maybe there's something here. You know, he averaged 15, 5, and 6, Bledsoe did, in 2020. Um, so he's a pretty decent offensive player and decent defensive player as well because he's got the strength to handle the smaller wings, so he can slide all the way up to the three and occasionally play there. Um, capable shooter, you know, better than what the Knicks have. Again, he's not special, okay? He, he's more middle-of-the-road signing than anything, but he's better than, than, you know, better shooting than Peyton, better shooting than DSJ, right? 33 to 35% from deep. That's usually where he hovers year to year, about four attempts, give or take a game. So that's much better than what we're getting from Alfred Payton, 20%. From DSJ, 20-something percent. Um, from Frank, 31, 32%. Much better than all three of them. So you're getting a guy who's capable of hitting it downtown. Fucking from downtown. <clears throat> There's another one. Uh, you're getting a guy who's capable of shooting, getting to the rim, finishing at the rim, and a very good drive and kick point guard as well. So, again, offense, defense, veteran experience, not going to cost you too much. Um, it's an idea. It's it's an idea, okay? So, that's um, as far as Eric Bledsoe goes. Uh, there's one more player we're going to get into. Um, more unrealistic than anything, but it's worth talking about, and we'll get to him as soon as we get back from break. Be right back. Hey guys, just a quick reminder that if you haven't followed me on social media yet, or subscribed to the blog, or this podcast, 
Just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, so speaking of New Orleans Pelicans and speaking of point guards and point guards that would be much better than the Nick point guards, um, we're going to stay there and we're going to talk about another Pelican and Lonzo Ball. Again, that's more unrealistic than anything, especially considering that the Knicks are likely to stay put here and go with Alfred Payton fuck, um, for 21. But in this fantasy world where they want a point guard, um, Lonzo Ball, you know, if they really wanted to, if both sides wanted to, I think they could make something happen. Um, he's obviously more expensive than a Bledsoe, uh, but I still think he's affordable. You know, he hasn't reached those hefty expectations yet as a top, top pick. Um, so I would think, again, DSJ, maybe a Knox, plus, you know, a couple of picks. Your first round pick from Dallas and one of your, or at least one of your 2023 picks. That would probably do it. Um, a little more than what you would pay with for Bledsoe. Um, but Lonzo's still on his rookie deal, so he's not going to be paid a lot until he's eligible for extension again after next season, this next season. So it's an idea. It's an idea. You know, he's obviously um, a big name in terms of, you know, the brand and everything. But if we're just talking straight up basketball, he can play. He's not, again, he has not even came close to those Jason Kidd 2.0 expectations, to those Magic Johnson expectations that everybody wants to compare him to. But he's still been of that type. You know, he still has a play style where playmaking is the kid's forte. He's an excellent playmaker who finds everybody on the court. He will find everybody on that court. He's not like Peyton, where Peyton's got, you know, I, I call it Randall vision, not even tunnel vision. He's got Randall vision. A guy like Ball is going to get everybody involved. He's a legitimate quarterback, and he knows how to get the team involved. Uh, involved. He's also a great lob thrower. He can throw that that outlet pass. He can throw the lob pass, and that's going to be great for Mitch, for Obi, and um, you know players like that. So, a good passer gets everybody involved and gets his teammates open constantly. His head is always up. Got a smart high IQ, anticipating open spaces on the floor before spaces even open up. Um, just very smart, and he's he's great in transition. You know, after crashing the glass, he can run the transition, run the break very well, and make those, again, those outlet passes. And he's also good in the half court as a catch-and-shoot wing type of player. So he can he can be used as, you know, a spot-up wing when you're playing half-court ball, too. So he's a good, you know, off a good, you know, two-way point guard. Um, fun fact, he's one of four players in history to average six rebounds and six assists. Um in his first season. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, he's a good offensive player and, and a pretty good defensive player too. He's got defensive skills. I would like to rate him as above average defensively for sure. Um, he's a plus rebounder. He's got sneaky athleticism, not nothing crazy, but he has some, um, and you know, steadily improving more, most importantly, he's steadily improving as a shooter, right? In his rookie season, he was 31% on 5.7 attempts. Fucking, you know, nothing crazy bad, but he did get improvement uh, in his sophomore season shooting 33 on 4.9. But
But then this past season, he made the big fucking jump, right? The jump that made you a little bit more confident shooting 38% on 6.3 attempts. So career high in volume, career high in percentage. So you like that. You like when you increase in both volume and efficiency, right? That's always a great sign. Um, what's not a great sign is he's still not a good free throw shooter. Um, he had a career high this past season, but that was 57%. So that's the biggest flaw. You know, it, it still makes you think, is he going to be a good shooter? But again, I still think he can be a better shooter than an Alfred Payton. That's really bottom of the barrel right there. That a DSJ whose jumper is broken right now and is getting it fixed for the second time this off season. Um, second time in two years. So I still think, you know, the shooting numbers, although they don't stand out at you, are still going to be significantly better than a Peyton, DSJ, and Frank rotation. Um, he's a young kid, man. He's 23 years old. So obviously he'd be, you know, your future guy if he does reach your ceiling. He's not a stopgap. If you're getting Lonzo, you're hoping to wrap him up if he, you know, to lock him up if, if he fucking pans out and reaches that ceiling. Um, he's exciting. He would bring some excitement to the garden along with Toppin and Mitch and the other young Knicks. I think it'd be good. Um, there's obviously the ball family drama, the Kardashians of basketball, blah, blah, blah. But again, we're talking straight basketball here. He's much fucking better at the point guard position than any of the point guards the Knicks currently possess. So I don't see why it's a bad idea. I really don't. Do I think it's going to happen? Nope. Do I think any trades for a point guard from the Knicks right now are going to happen? No, no, no. I don't. But again, while we're on the subject, Lonzo Ball in a fantasy world is somebody I would not mind trading for. The Knicks have the draft capital. The Knicks have a couple of prospects they can involve in the deal. They have the cash. They can do it. And it would make them significantly better today than they were yesterday. So that's being uh, that said. That being said, we're gonna head to break one last time, and we'll ca- uh, we'll, we'll wrap this one up with the NYY on my K question of the day. Be right. Hey guys, just a quick reminder that if you haven't followed me on social media yet or subscribed to the blog or this podcast, just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Alright, so that's pretty much that guys, you know, again... To recap really quick, Knicks sign Walt, uh, not Walt Perrin, Knicks hire fucking Darren Ehrman as an assistant. Um, comes from a couple of organizations, um, but you know has a championship ring and has connections with Tom Thibodeau back when he was with Boston winning that ring. Um, most recently came out of Boston's G League system and is known as a defensive guru. Um, and also we discussed the Knicks um, hopefully trading for a point guard. But I don't think that's going to happen. But we did discuss Bledsoe. We touched Alonzo Ball. And that was pretty much that. So let's get to our question of the day. Yeah, so last time out in episode 183, I asked you guys how many can turn up. Fucking can't talk, dude. I'm always doing this shit. How many current Kentucky guys? I try to jump ahead when I'm reading at the same time. How many current Kentucky guys are on the Knicks roster? Not con- uh, How many? See, I'm fucking slur. Uh, 
how many Kentucky guys are currently on the Knicks roster? Um, that was the question for last time. Um, that was our NYY, NYK question of the day. The answer to that question, how many Kentucky guys are currently on the Knicks roster? Four. You've got four Kentucky guys right now. Um, you've got Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, and Maryland's Noel. Maryland's Noel. So four. And then if you add Kenny Payne, he he, he was back. He was with Kentucky um, before, I don't know, earlier in his coaching career. So four players for the Knicks um, went to Kentucky. Kentucky's a fucking big school, man. It's a good school. Uh, you hope that one of these four picks can turn out good for us, but we'll see. Um, or, or not picks. Knox and Rand, Knox and uh, quickly were picks, but obviously Randall and uh, Nerlens Noel uh, trades. But um, our NYY NYK question of the day for episode one eighty four: Which Nick was named All NBA the most in franchise history? All right, pretty simple. Which Nick was named All NBA the most in franchise history? So message me the answer or comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and let me know what you think. Um, fucking that's it, guys. Episode 184 is in the books. That's pretty much all we've got for tonight. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Not much. Again, pretty boring episode. Not really loaded with any new information. Just a couple of opinionated, you know, uh, opinions, uh, opinionated takes and, uh, and then one recent hiring and that was it. So. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody has a good rest of their day. Um, while you're listening to this, it should be a Wednesday. And um, I hope you have a good fucking Thanksgiving, man. I hope you all have a blessed Thanksgiving. No, seriously. Um, hope everybody has a good one. Stay safe. Do what you want. Go live your life. Don't let anybody control you. And uh, But stay safe at the same time. And obviously take your precautions. So God bless you all. Thank you. And um, I'll see you next time out. All right. Ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.